Welcome to our church family and those joining us online. Happy Mother's Day. Proverbs 31, 28 to 31 says this, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she is to be praised. Give her of the fruits of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. That's our desire this weekend to honor and bless and, and praise our moms. And so to do that, we've invited some of our leadership team to come with us and do that this weekend. So we've asked Brennan Lott, Larry Bracco, and Jeremy Phillips to join us. And we're going to get started with this question. And I'm going to start with Brennan, and I'm going to ask him to answer first. So Brennan, as you think back about times with your mom specifically, is there a characteristic of God that they modeled or that you learned through your mom? And if so, what was it? How did you learn it? And how has that impacted your life? Sure, great question. Um, I would definitely say that one thing that's a defining character trait of my mom is joy. She's definitely always been that. I've I've seen her joyful even in sorrow, uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing to know. Uh, a heart that's at peace in a time of friction is, yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. And so um, I inherently am a bit of a goofball, I think, and I, I would blame a lot of that on her. And I'm grateful for it because it's helped me to keep some perspective in my life. Um, yeah, just about what priorities are. I think there's a real clear reason why one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And, and it's because it changes an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. it, it, brings, it brings clarity. Mm -hmm. so. That's awesome. Thanks, Brennan. Larry, how about yourself? Well, I look at this question, I think of, you know, what word describes my, my mom the best? Mm -hmm. And uh, as I mulled that over, I, I come up with the servant. Uh, she served in this church faithfully for many, many years as a Sunday school teacher. Uh, she worked in Women's Aglow and Pioneer Girls. And uh, she served our family in many ways. So our little house there on Ray Street was uh, kind of a, a stopping off place for a lot of people that came to the city, whether they're relatives going to school or starting jobs or just some people that needed a hand up. So she was very hospitable as well. She uh, was a hairdresser by trade, a hairstylist, and uh, she probably found that that didn't really fill her need to be with people or to serve people. So she took a uh, a uh, nurse's aides course, mm -hmm. and she got employment at a long-term care facility in Regina. And uh, she loved her job. So the ladies that she served there, she called them her little old ladies. And uh, she loved these ladies. She would do their hair, uh, go on shopping trips for them, buying all these things. And uh, it was uh, a very, very joyful time for her. Un unfortunately, uh, there was what they called mandatory retirement back at that time. And uh, 
When she turned 65, she received her retirement notice. Wow, that blew her away. She couldn't imagine that that she would have to retire. And uh, that was a real difficult time for her. She had she had such a such a passion for these for these people, and uh, I think uh, for myself when uh, when I retired, I think the first day after my last day, I was a little bewildered and shocked, you know. But I th- I would think back to her experience, and. Uh, Did she make a difference? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's a real that's a real good question to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I retired, and I wondered to myself, you know, like did I make a difference? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I just think about her, how she had to struggle through that, mm-hmm. you know. But then, of course, she was able to, you know, to move on because mm-hmm. she was so active as, as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked for the ter- church in, in many, many different areas. Mm-hmm. I guess one, one thing that, uh, you know, that strikes me as, uh, as a mom, she did something that only a, a mom would do. Mm-hmm. And... I was, uh, I had a good car, good enough car, a 51 Pontiac. <laughs> and uh, this was in the 60s. I was in high school. And my dad uh, worked away from home. So she held down the fort all week long. But I found this car in the back row of this used car lot, uh, this 55 Ford. And it had a V8 and dual exhaust. And uh, the motor, it did run, barely. And uh, so I asked her to buy that car for me. And uh, I said, it's a good deal, $135. (laughs) And even in the 70s, in the 60s, that was a good deal. I'm sure she didn't consult with my dad because uh, there are no cell phones back then. And I don't think she wanted to know what he had to say about this car. So I just, it's just, I just find it so amazing mm-hmm. how she would step out and do something that was totally impractical, you know? And uh, it's funny how those, some of those things, you know, really, really stick in your mind. And uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I was uh, kind of car crazy anyway, so. Thanks Larry, that's so good. Jeremy, how about yourself? When you sent us this question, the very first thing I thought of among the many characteristics that my mom modeled for us was unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a household that, where that was just modeled so strongly. And I never remember a time where I wondered if my mom loved me. And I certainly never had to worry about something that I would do that would cause her to love me less. And I was pretty sure there was nothing I could do to love me, to, for her to love me more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I was a, a pretty good kid overall, uh, but I got into some trouble for sure. But it never once occurred to me that if I did this or that, my mom wouldn't love me. And so I just know that my mom 
has always loved me unconditionally. And as I've become a parent, I've thought more and more about God's unconditional love for us and his endless love for us. And I'd say my mom demonstrated her unconditional love for us in a number of ways, using really all the love languages. Uh, of course, there was affection, lots of words of affirmation, lots of quality time, and although this isn't in the book, lots of food. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. You know, as I was listening to you guys share, just thinking about just what a testimony that is, joy, servanthood, generosity, unconditional love, just how impactful that must have been in your lives. And truly, it's carrying into the generations that are coming as you lead those generations. Um, let's just change to another question. Let's just talk, and we're going to start with Jeremy on this question. So Jeremy, when you think about other women that are in your lives, your, your wife, your mother-in-law, maybe some people that have been spiritual moms to you, when you consider them and how have they impacted your faith as well maybe as the, your faith of your kids? Could you talk about that? It's an excellent question. I think I'll start with Kelly, my wife. Uh, certainly she is my partner in our faith journey together. Uh, we were both believers when we met and uh, got married, but we are definitely on this journey together. And so she encourages me. Uh, she is there for me and supports me when I need that. Uh, there are times when I get discouraged and frustrated, and she is always, always there for me. And so there's just no question that she is an integral part of my faith journey, that, that she models a faith and a joy and a love for others and a love for God that I just couldn't live without. Uh, there's just no way I could be who I am in all the areas of my life without, without Kelly. Uh, so she certainly encouraged me in that way. My mother-in-law is, is like my mom as well in terms of unconditional love and also service. Both my mom and my mother-in-law have been active in the church their entire adult lives, serving in, in just every capacity. If there was a need, they were either thinking about filling it themselves or recruiting someone to fill that need. And so they, I know they've encouraged my faith and the faith of just many, many, many men and women in particular all around them. And in terms of our daughters, uh, Kelly and I have four girls, there's just no question that all three, my wife, my mother, and my mother-in-law, have modeled faith for them to the point where it's normal for them to look to Christian women for an example. They don't have to look necessarily online or in magazines or to some other source in their daily lives with their mom and in their daily and weekly lives with their mother and mother-in-law, their, their grandmas. They, they have examples of women who have lived by faith and are living out their faith in this world. That's awesome. That's so great. Why don't we jump over to Brennan? Why don't you share with us? Sure. Um, when I thought of this question, I really appreciated the fact that you asked it because I had never really thought about communal threads that are throughout these these wonderful women in my life, um, my wife, my mother-in-law, Kim, and my own mom. And one thing that really stuck out is they are fiercely passionate for others. They, they lay down their lives, they lay down themselves so that they can um, see other people blessed and that other people are made better and that uh, other people have a chance to have joy in a day and... You know, I think of my wife, and um, I'm inherently a bit of an introvert. My wife blessed uh, me with an extrovert in my life. So this is a wonderful thing 
that I see in her is just this passion for other people that she, she wants people when they come over that they want to, she wants people to feel welcome. She wants people to know that they are loved while they're there. Uh, she, uh, if there's a friend that's in need, she wants to help. It's her automatic reaction. I want to be there. I want to help, um, moving, um, we bought a truck and I think we've never used it so much. And, and I think my wife is a big reason for that. She, she wants to be, um, yeah, she just loves people and she's so great at it. Uh, my, my mother-in-law has a great strength in this too, whether it's helping build houses for Habitat for Humanity or uh, working on a board of directors for, um, yeah, just a place for supporting young mothers. Uh, it, I am blessed with these women in my life. And I even think of my own mom. And I remember being a young kid and not having any idea what was going on as, as most kids are. But I remember there being garbage bags full of bagels from the great Canadian bagel, which I'm sure we all miss, um, but garbage bags full of bagels. And she would go and take them to these places where people needed food, um, buckets of soup from soup kitchens, just mm. taking them where they needed to go. Um, this is this is something that anybody can be. Mm-hmm. But this is something that these three women intentionally choose to be. Mm. And I'm just blessed by that. Thank you, Brennan. Larry, how about yourself? Well, on March's side of the family, she has had two grandmothers. And uh, firstly, her grandma Pritchard, who was an evangelist, now, I didn't know her really well because she passed away uh, the same year that, that we were married. But there are many, many stories about her as she evangelized Southern Saskatchewan. And uh, I can't quite picture her doing this. She was, to me, of course she was older, but she seemed like she was a you know, a fairly small in stature and a, and a timid lady with, with a soft voice. But obviously that, that was not the case. I would think that, you know, when it comes to uh, evangelizing in your own community with people that you know and, uh, and that you want, to, you want them to, to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she... She was very, very committed to this task. And there's a lot of uh, preachers that came out of that country. Uh, There's missionaries. And uh, there's many, many stories of how that whole country side was changed because of this Grandma Pritchard. And that is such a such a heritage, you know, to, to lean back on, to think that, you know, look, uh, grandmothers that, that came before us, it's, it is, she was an amazing lady. Uh, her other grandmother was uh, Grandma Johnson. She was, she was different in the sense that she would, uh, she would shoot from the hip. She was a, a no-nonsense grandma and uh, she would uh, ask why you were not in church on Sunday night. And, of course, Sunday nights where there was a lot of reasons, watch Disney, you know. Uh, but uh, she was very much on you. She was a great babysitter for our children. And uh, 
I think she was the only babysitter they ever had. Uh, that was economical. And uh, she would buy them pizza, Houston pizza. She would send her grandpa, she would say, Dad, go get pizza. And off he'd trot and he'd bring back a pizza. And uh, so the kids loved it there, of course. And uh, she, she poured into their lives, you know. She impacted them. She was direct. She was fun and loving. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do remember that she did encourage us, you know, to enroll our kids in the Christian school. And, uh, yeah, she, she was quite the lady. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so good. Thank you, Larry. We want to um, end our time together with just encouraging our moms. This is part of our leadership team here at our church. And we really believe that it's important that you would be encouraged. This is such an important role that you have in every stage as a young mom and as an older mom. It's so important. And so we're going to just take a little bit of time here at the end. And I've asked each of them just to share some encouraging words with you, how they would encourage you uh, just to end our time. So we're going to start with uh, Jeremy and I'm going to have him just share some encouragement with you. Thanks, Jory. I'm going to read from 2 Timothy chapter 1, and this is Paul speaking to his protege, Timothy. And starting in verse 5, he says, That precious memory triggers another, your honest faith, and what a rich faith it is, handed down from your grandmother, Lois, to your mother, Eunice, and now to you. And the special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. So I would say two things to encourage moms today. First, be encouraged that you have had and will have a larger and more positive impact than you will know right now. Through your everyday witness, little things do not go unnoticed. And second, I would say you are loved, especially by your Heavenly Father and by those closest to you. Even when it might not feel like it in a certain moment, you are loved. Your Heavenly Father loves you, and each of those who you've impacted love you dearly. Thank you. Larry, how about you? How would you encourage our moms today? Well, I would say that prayers for your family are heard, and they will be answered. And uh, I think back over the years of our kids uh, growing up, and uh, now we have grandchildren, and I think how a mom plays a role in the lives of those kids forever, basically. And uh, spending time uh, with your kids, uh, it's so important because... You know, you cannot buy any more time, you know. So just hold them close and love them. Thanks, Larry. Brennan, how would you encourage our moms today? Yeah, I would say know that you are irreplaceable. You are absolutely a gift, and there is no equal to what you're doing uh, in your kids' lives. Uh, understand that because it is so true. Another thing I would strongly suggest is... Um, you are custom designed for this. 
It's not a surprise that you are in this role. God has placed you to do this job. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. None of us are. Um, and fortunately, we have a heavenly father that will absolutely be with you all the time when you feel like you're, you're failing. I know it's just reality. None of us are perfect. So, yeah, just know that you are absolutely irreplaceable. You are, like Jeremy said, deeply loved. What an incredible thing that is. And you're doing a great job. So... Thank you guys so much for sharing with us today. Moms, we want you to know that you are loved and that you are blessed. And we are just going to close our time by blessing you in prayer. So I'm going to have Jeremy pray over you a blessing as we close. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for each and every gift you give us, Lord. And today we especially want to be thankful for mothers. We know that we are made in your image. Moms are made in your image. And we are so thankful for the gifts that they are in each and every one of our lives. And so today, Lord, we pray blessing on each and every mom listening and watching this today. We ask that you would pour out your spirit, that you would pour out peace and love and joy, and that they would truly know, even in this moment, that they are your daughter, that they are loved, and that they have an eternal destiny with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another sermon podcast from Regina Apostolic Church. We hope you're inspired and challenged. For more content, find us at reginaapp.com.